0: To get started visit plushcarecom loss. That's plushcarecom loss.
1: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans.
0: Make this Christmas really special by giving a gift of premium quality English wine from Laneburg Wine, the UK's most northerly wine, based in Tyneside. You can order online at Lanebergwine.com forward slash shop, where you can build your own gift to make it unique to your loved one. Use the code PURPOSEMADE to get 15% off your first gift order note applies to orders over 30 pounds shipping costs are added on and may be significant if ordering from abroad you're listening to the purpose made podcast a podcast dedicated to exploring the fundamental topics and key drivers for change within our global society today this series is brought to you by Peter Bell, founder of Purpose Made, a strategic consultancy specialising in post pandemic change and organisational transformation.
2: You talk sort of generically about the, the sort of friendliness of Northerners, but it's the generosity of spirit as well, which actually makes me proud to be from this region as well, because you're not talking about people who have a huge amount themselves, but yeah. Last night at the event that I was at, there were people arriving with bin bags full of presents. And so it's, you know, buy one present that you would normally, you know, you wouldn't normally get. But these people are you spending good money and they're hard-earned money in a time where financially perhaps the last 20 months hasn't been the best for everybody. But the, the generosity of spirit in this region is is something that I would be surprised if anywhere else in the UK can, can match.
0: Original conversations, purpose made for you. So sit back, relax, and we do hope you enjoy...
3: Hi, and welcome back to the Purpose Made Podcast. Thank you so, so much for joining us again today. With this being our last episode of the year, I wanted to finish off by wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful New Year. It's been amazing having you involved in our Purpose Made journey. And in 2022, I can't wait to share with you some awesome episodes we've recorded with some amazing people and organizations from throughout the world. But before 2021 closes out, today I chat to the amazingly talented and equally very cool Graham Fox, founder of The Ravenous Fox. In today's episode, we chat about what Christmas means to Graham and I memories, nostalgia, movies and also with it being the season of goodwill, an awesome charity close to our hearts. So without further ado please sit back, relax and we do hope you enjoy Merry Christmas I wanted to close out the year by talking about stuff that's a little bit beyond kind of what we normally talk about on the podcast. And obviously bearing in mind it's Christmas and bearing in mind what you do as a business, I, th- I thought it'd be great to have an opportunity to talk about like food, drink and nostalgia and what Christmas means to mm-hmm. you and I. So like, like what's your memories of Christmas as a whole? Like what, what, what do you, what do you look forward to at this period? I mean mean, do you know what it is? It's, it's Christmas for
2: me is, um, as you get older, it's about kind of, it's about the others. It's about kids opening gifts. I cook a lot. So, sitting around the table with people, enjoying what you've made. And it's just that conviviality to the season of goodwill. It's just, I I love it. I love it. And, you know, sometimes Christmas Day can be quite stressful because it's not just a Sunday lunch you're making on Christmas Day at all, it's far beyond that. So, we try and prep things. We're doing something different this year. We're doing steaks. The kids don't like turkey. So there's nine of us going to be there this Christmas, um, including a little one who's going to have, I think he's going to have a burger. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. But it's just traditions and, and, and family Christmases change as time goes on. It's probably not the same as it was sort of when I was a kid, sort of 30 years ago, we, me, my mum, my dad, my grandma, we'd have breakfast, lunch, Queen's speech, then they'd all fall asleep. Yeah. And I'd be sort of left to myself for the rest of the day. But, you know, still fun memories.
3: Yeah, it's like... Um I remember with with our family, like especially more recently, like when when I married so like six, six odd years ago, it's like we we have those types types of traditions and and when you used to look at Christmas, it used to be about gifts, but not, now it's so much about family and and being there with one another and actually having that a lot of time to spend with with one another and and with us having Albie and like he's so in amongst everything now. It's um it's just really interesting. It's nice and you know like the Christmas dinner was always central to us. Like uh, I remember when my mum used to make Christmas dinner and like the smells, he used to hit, smell from like upstairs when you're kind of playing amongst your, your presents and stuff. And yeah, like now it's just, it's just so nice, like coming together because we, we have to remember like last year was very different. And um, from what this year potentially has opportunity to be. And yeah, it's an opportunity to be back with our loved ones and to be back in amongst um, like those memories and the nostalgia and the smells and and absolutely. the drink and like this episode will, will be out just after Christmas, so we'll, you'll probably be listening to this on Boxing Day. But yeah, like you've got so much experience in food, like mm-hmm. you. I remember talking to you about the ultimate Boxing Day sandwich. So oh,
2: absolutely, because our, our Christmas lunch was a sort of a first of all, my mum and dad would get the festive cutlery and dishes out the dishes were sort of oval shaped and larger than your standard dishes so that you knew something sort of quite special was coming we'd have sort of croquet potatoes roast potatoes mashed potatoes carrots swede brussels sprouts and all sorts on the plate and my mum would make this incredible it was like a sausage meat loaf thing that that would get sliced up and, and as much as i loved christmas dinner Um, It's one of those things you kind of like, if you're in and around the smells, you're kind of defeated because it's so gargantuan, it's on the plate in front of you. But on either Christmas Day night or Boxing Day, you would have a Christmas dinner sandwich and it was a pretty no holes barred sandwich. It had everything in. I mean, it had potatoes in, we'd have a bit of gravy in, have a bit of stuffing in, turkey, (laughs) the odd bit of sausage meat. And it was just glorious. It would sort of, you'd have it on just normal slice-wise bread, but it was pretty much... Fall to bits in your hand because there was gravy involved, but it was just absolutely glorious. One of my great memories of that is my grandfather. He was um, probably about sort of nine, mid early to mid nineties when he died. But Ninety-three, I think he was. But he was a very very small man. And we'd pull our crackers and on he'd put his, his uh, paper crown. And because he had such a small head, he pretty much ate his Christmas dinner blindfolded because <laughs> it would fall down. And you could see sort of the bottom of his nose, but he'd finish it. And then, you know, then he'd just fall asleep on the sofa. But um, funny memories, but such a lovely, gentle guy. And but that was just sitting opposite him, sort of nudging my brother and sister in the arm, going, look at granddad, look at granddad. Great memory yeah what's your what's your go-to christmas films elf is one yeah. um miracle on 34 34 i watched that the other day and that was great it had a, a line in it and it was when santa was talking he was talking about sort of whether you believe in him or not it's actually the, it's actually the spirit of christmas that that makes christmas special so whether you believe in a, a guy with a sort of a, a big beard a jelly belly and a red outfit the the, the the message is the spirit of christmas and what it's all about um, but elf absolutely What else? Oh, home alone yeah, i think yeah. we watched home alone in may once um it's just one of those things that my wife lisa will put on and the kids love it as well and we've even been lucky enough to go to new york and let's run around the christmas tree uh like they did in the movie so um yeah they're probably the, the two go-to movies yeah it's like at the start
3: of this month it's we, we have like this ritual of Home Alone has to be on. Then we, uh, after we watch Home Alone, we go to Elf as well because Elf's just amazing. Home Alone 2. You can't ignore Die Hard though. Die Hard is, is <laughs> the ultimate, ultimate Christmas film. And then, like, yeah, it's just like, just the, also the music. Like, this is about the time that Michael Bublé comes out of his cave. So it's just, does, um... yeah, dust himself <laughs> off for yeah. And it's just, it's really nice. And then you kind of look back. What's, what's kind of your earliest memory of like Christmases when you were growing up? The the joy of Christmas for me was
2: waking up to the stocking on the bottom of the bed. And it wouldn't be, you know, like the stockings you buy in, in Marks and Spencers and stuff, which has got a lovely sort of frilly bit. It was one of my rugby socks or one of my dad's rugby socks filled with sort of nuts, um, a tangerine, a chocolate orange, a few toys, maybe a pack of Top Trump cards. Absolutely. That was the glorious thing for me as much as presents around the tree was great because you would have gifts from from families and what have you, which is obviously special. But, but Santa had been into my bedroom and he'd he'd taken the time to put something on the bottom of my bed without waking me up. I remember two things I had, one was a big rugby sock and the other was a a plastic
3: sort of a plastic stocking. I remember like, The tangerines were always in there, weren't they? Always a bit of fruit. And then there was always like little bits and trinkets and stuff. And it was just, it was nice. And like the whole like memories and everything that's, that's around Christmas it's about togetherness and um it's that, that special magical feeling and it's yeah like I love Christmas I think it's the best part of the year and it's um it's just a really nice opportunity this year all going well that we have an opportunity to spend time with our loved ones and it's been it's been a difficult old in the like, last 20 odd months so
2: yeah really difficult the other thing as well Christmas day is is what I refer to as airport drinking oh, yeah. so you it's acceptable to have a drink at any time of day on Christmas day so you know you I think Lisa and I would have smoked salmon and maybe some scrambled eggs and a glass of fizz for breakfast. I'm thinking it's sort of, it's maybe sort of like half eight, nine o'clock, uh, but it's perfectly acceptable at that time, which is which is great because we've got a busy day ahead. It will just be one glass, but we'll wait until Christmas lunch
3: before we start um, having a, a, a few more. Yeah, we've got like the, the cool thing of getting like two lunches generally most of the time because... Um we generally spend it with Sophie's family at Sophie's house. And then about like lunchtime, we'll go over to my brother's house where my parents will be. And there's always an opportunity for a bit more food there. And it's just, it's nice. And it's um yeah, like I'm really looking forward to it. And also like you have that period after Christmas where, you know, like all going well, we might be able to kind of get away and like a lot of people go away skiing at this time of year. And, Yeah, it's just it's just the best period, best period of time, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. And in fact, I'm enjoying it as as we speak because this is when the podcast will go. It'll be Christmas time. Yeah,
2: absolutely love it.
3: Love it. Like, what about um, lessons learned from like this year? Obviously, tell me a little bit more about your business, and because it's an interesting business. And what what are the key like things that you've taken away from the year?
2: Well, the business I have a. um a website called Ravenous Fox and also on Cookly Buckley on Instagram and it's basically my recipes at home. I'm not a trained chef but I have an absolute passion for food. What COVID, what happened when COVID arrived is obviously people were furloughed, they were working from home so um, I decided to set up this facility for teams to come together but in a different more relaxed environment so you're not seeing your, your work colleagues because you're working from home and it's, it can be quite isolating um, so what I did was it was in our session where I would cook on on camera and it would be between let's say between five and fifteen people on a Zoom call or a Teams call. More often than not, with a glass of wine in hand, so it's a very sort of relaxed atmosphere. There was there was dogs barking, there was fire alarms going off in some of them the ones that I did. But so I'll teach them something different. So it, uh, I've just done one recently with a company called Ubisoft which one, one day was a, a, a Thai seafood um, curry and the next day was a, a vegan um, tofu and satay dish. But just really, really relaxed. And it. it's somebody doing something that they possibly wouldn't ordinarily do. It's a chance for sort of you, you, the top end of the directors of the company and, and people sort of that work for the company to, to be in an environment where it's a real level playing field. You're not seen as a a boss or an employee. It's, you know, because you've had some guys who were a disaster in the kitchen, who were the MDs of the company and others who worked for the company who were absolutely brilliant, just brilliant with what they did. I had one uh, lady who, again, it was an Asian dish and she said, I didn't have any soy sauce. Can I use Worcester sauce instead? <laughs> and I was like, well, no, you can't, but too late. And she plopped with this Worcester sauce. But it, she said it turned out great. It was like um, some sort of barbecue, she said. So uh, that was one instance. But it's been great. I love talking to people. I've got such a passion about food. I can sort of instill that into others. Be it sort of just giving them one signature dish that they'll cook for the family, because what we do is we obviously don't just make it for one person. We'll cook enough so they can feed the family on that night, and it might be something sort of so far left field of what they normally would cook. But I've had people come back, I can ask them for recipes and book in private sessions as well. So it's not just something I've done with companies. I've had quite a few people saying, "Oh, well, I would love to to." To give this to my wife or to my husband, or can you come and show us and cook for the pair of us in-house? So it's been, it's been a funny old time, but COVID has, has actually brought this around for me, which has been... been fun. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com
3: fantastic yeah and i guess the the beauty of cooking is like it does bring people together isn't it so it's you know like it it brings people together via the dinner table or it brings people together about learning new recipes or and i think um yeah like we're in we're in the time now when this goes out when people are together and they're they're kind of eating together and experiencing the the christmas period together and yeah it's an amazing thing and like i Obviously, Soph and I are going to take up some of the work that you've done as well because um, yeah. Soph's just sat a horrendously big exam. So um, hopefully all going well there. Um, she'll pass and then we can kind of celebrate because she'll no longer have to sit any more exams. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a great thing that you're doing. And yeah, I encourage people to go and check him out. I'd love it. Yeah. Um, what's your New Year's resolution? of your like if you could make one now.
2: New Year's resolution, well, I mean, this is kind of like, it's a bit more serious, but it's one of those things that, that life throws at you sometimes. In, in May, I was actually diagnosed with a, with a heart condition um, that my, actually, my father actually died from. And I was given this piece of news the day after Christian Erikson almost died on the football pitch in the, in the World Cup. So I had a, a period from May till September where I was told not to exercise at all uh, in case something bad happened. Thankfully, in in September, I was given the all clear to go back to, to the gym and, and and exercise, which I've absolutely been embracing. I've had a PT, which has been he's been wonderful. A guy called Sean, Sean Hamill, I have to give him a shout out because he's he really understands not just about being the PT, but by by being a, a good human yeah. and understanding the psychology behind people's fears uh, and what motivates them. And absolutely, in the new year, I will continue on this vein to be the fittest 46-year-old I could possibly be. So it's a it's a long, old journey, but that's absolutely it. Keep building the with the work I'm doing with Ravenous Fox. I'm I'm doing a little bit of work um, with the YMCA um, to help them out uh, in the next few weeks, which is which is great. Um, but just continue on that vein and, and just be a, a healthier, better version of myself, really.
3: Yeah, yeah. And what's the work you're doing with the YMCA? What's that
2: um, it's de- designing a sort of a, a menu for them and uh, a lot of the, the people who they work with, the, the kids and the young adults, um, again, just doing cooking sessions with them. It'll be fabulous. It's another kind of string to the bow and just building the, the sort of um, awareness of what I do, but but also helping people gain a new skill. Yeah. So um, in terms of this year, well, the last 20 months, it's been difficult. So what about you? What sort of lessons have you learned during that period?
3: I think it's been mental because we've been able to engage with so, so many interesting engaging people and businesses. And I've been able to learn so, so much from each and every one of them. I guess without naming everybody, some of the episodes that have stuck with me and also our wider audience based on viewing figures have been the ones like the Dr. Joanna Berry, for example, and her amazing career and expertise to Professor John Ashton on COVID lessons learned and what the future holds to the... Episodes done with Oxfam International on the meta crisis and Oasis Community Housing on hope and hopelessness to the more personal ones like the To Be a Father Is episode. There's so, so much awesome learnings and common trends that could be taken away from this year, which fills me with so, so much optimism for the future, driven by our engagements through the podcast and also the wider purpose-made business as the work people are doing from the grassroots through to the international footing has shown me that the whole premise of purpose is now central to the wider narrative of the Caesar change taking place within society today. And it's within these Caesar change that's upon us that it's fantastic to see that organic movements of people, of businesses, of collaboration is occurring. And it's building out what feels like real, real, real momentum for change to take place. As a result, people are a lot more motivated, they're optimistic and excited for the, what the future holds. And I guess like the language that's being used is also spurring on a particular kind of conversation because we've, we've been through a period of pandemic-induced contemplation. And whilst the pandemic is far from over, I think right now we're in a moment of radical change and of reset across all circles of life where people are figuring out what they stand for, what they believe in, what they represent and what they care about. And for the first time, they're questioning the deeper meanings of life and their relationship between life and work and and whereby these foundations of life and of work are not aligning. Action's been taken as evidenced by the great resignation, for example, so it's very obvious that the Great Awakening has begun, and, and now is the time to fix the world's most pressing problems we face rather than continue to ignore and fear them and And I really do believe over the coming years ahead that we will fix uh, a lot of the the issues that we face currently, and and that's what fills me with so 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 much optimism because I know what's taking place and and yeah, I'm excited for the future. So that's what I've learned this year. So before we finish, let's dive into the work that your wife's doing and the amazing work around Cash for Kids. So, if you'd like to explain a little more, so she works for Cash for Kids and Mission Christmas.
2: Now, what they do is, I mean, I don't know if you know, but one in three children live in poverty in this in this region, which is an absolutely startling and and really really sad fact. And the aim of Mission Christmas is to make sure that every child wakes up with a present at Christmas. It is beyond doubt a a magical magical charity and, and one. Which you, you can't fail to be touched by. And last night we were uh, at the city hall, something called Last for Kids, which was local comedians um, all doing it in their time, absolutely free. Yeah. And every member of the crowd. So there was two shows: one in the afternoon and one in the evening, which was a bit more blue. It wasn't for the kids, <laughs> but it was to raise money for kids. And last night, the, the two audiences, audiences rather, bought over fifteen thousand presents, which is you talk about the spirit of Christmas and these are children who would wake up with absolutely nothing and how heartbreaking, you know, as a, as a, as a new dad yourself, how heartbreaking to, to tell your, probably not one or two year old because they don't understand, but five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 year old, And even up to sort of teenage girls and boys or young adults, they don't want that. And this is something whereby you can give that child a Christmas that they wouldn't normally have had. And for me, that, that, makes me the richer for my experience of Christmas that you're able to to help these kids Uh, and there's been a lot of good businesses around the northeast that have helped by doing a pound on the bill to raise money for the the the, um the charity as well so it's it's something that that Lisa here is massively passionate about and she's made a huge difference to to how cash for kids and mission christmas Uh, have done things um, I'm enormously proud of it. Pretty much cries on a daily basis because it is tear jerking a lot of the times. But um, it's a wonderful charity.
3: Well, it it, it would be like tear jerking because yeah, as you say, like we we've chatted earlier in this podcast about what Christmas means to us. But the the thing is, not every person has the ability to experience Christmas the way that we've thankfully been able to. And it's important to understand that the wider community impact and how you can actually get involved And the charity and the work that your wife's doing is, is phenomenal. And yeah, like we, we all have toys and stuff. Like I'm looking around, um, Arby's playroom. There's, there's loads of toys where we can kind of, give to others, but you know, on that, on Christmas day when they don't have anything to open, it's, it's, it's not right. So we need to be able to kind of do more. And the fact that so many people have, have kind of donated their time as well as like gifts for others. Yeah. It, phenomenal. That, that's the spirit of Christmas. The, the spirit of togetherness and to, to give like hope and gifts and optimism and, and like give, give some hope to people that maybe feel hopeless at, at times that they shouldn't. So It's an amazing charity. It it is. And
2: I think the other other thing to recognise is that that it's not always from people who have a huge amount themselves. So you talk sort of generically about the, the sort of friendliness of northerners, but it's the generosity of spirit as well, which actually makes me proud to be from this region as well, because you're not talking about people who have a huge amount themselves. But yeah, last night at the event that I was at, there were people arriving with bin bags full of presents. And so it's, you know, buy one present that you would normally, you know, you wouldn't normally get. But these people are you spending good money and they're hard-earned money in a time where financially, perhaps, the last 20 months hasn't been the best for everybody. But the, the generosity of spirit in this region is is something that I would be surprised if anywhere else in the UK can, can match.
3: Yeah, it is, it is a very nice community to live with. and if people wanted to like listen to this and want to get involved, and how how could they reach out to the charity?
2: You can you can drop off um, a gift at any B and M in in the region. So there's plenty of those around the region. So to unwrapped present, so not wrapped, and you're talking everything from a toy for a one year old right up to some, something like a hairdryer or something for 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 a teenage girl or a, a shaving kit for a teenage boy. So any b and m uh, also uh, Newcastle building society are are kindly you know giving their
3: branches as a as a drop off place also and is there a website that people can go to if they're not within the region but still want to if you just in? if you just use good old google and and
2: go to cash for kids it'll it'll come up there and you can donate online donate cash as well.
3: What about if you were to give a... So the thing I like to do on this podcast is I like to ask a get current guest a question that they would like to ask the following guest and without knowing who they are. So what, what's the question that you ask the next guest that's coming up? Oh,
2: goodness me. Um, I think for my wife and I, COVID has brought about this thing and it's, it, it's value. It's value in everything that we do. So it might be a restaurant that you go to, it could be a little, a little deli, it could be, it could be anything. But what we we really strive to find is value in what we do. So we won't just go out to the pub for the sake of it. We'll go somewhere that we really, really want to. And it's probably what value have you found during this period in question. doing something that you that you haven't normally done or haven't normally visited? And and what's been your sort of Discovery during this, and
3: you know how has it changed your life yeah that's a great question. um no, I think that's awesome um yeah, as I say, like if you haven't checked out the ravenous Fox, I encourage you to do so. go and check out his website, check out um everything that he's doing, and yeah, we wish you all a fantastic Christmas and a really happy new year.
0: Thank you for listening to the Purpose Made podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to Purpose Made wherever you normally get your podcasts to hear the latest news and views. You can also find and follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter or contact Peter directly to connect, inquire about Purpose Made or request to be featured on the podcast. We look forward to welcoming you back soon for another episode.